Well, good morning, church. Uh, my name is Joe. I am the Next Gen Pastor. Today uh, kind of looks a little different just because it is our five-year birthday. Um, and so once in a while uh, throughout the years, we've done this thing called Roots where we bring up different couples here on stage and couples that are specifically, you know, involved in Fieldstone Church and really, you know, have a, a unique story that Justin would like the rest of the church to kind of hear. And so today, for the five-year birthday party, we are going to do something similar, but with the Powells. Um, so if you are uh, newer, newer, Justin, you are lead pastor here. Kathy, you are the wife's lead pastor here at, at, at Fieldstone. And, um, and so we're not going to hear their story and you know from day one of birth or anything, but we are going to... It's a good story, though. It, it's heard it's a little boring. <laughs> um, but we are going to hear about kind of the why Fieldstone exists story, like why we're here. And so first, um, Justin, a lot of people hear stories about your life and everything when you're up here speaking because, you know, that's what we do. We share about our life. But uh, would you just kind of recap and tell us some of the basic things where you grew up, um, and, and you know how you met, kids, faith background, and, and both of you kind of just share at the same time. And so, whoever wants to go first, I'll go first. Okay. Oh, my name is Kathy. If we haven't met, um, I grew up in the Grand Rapids area. Grew up in a Christian family. Went to church uh, twice on Sundays, and um, so that was good. And then uh, met Justin while we were at Cornerstone. We met pretty early on, dated the whole way through, um, and got married. And we've got two great kids, Hallie and Talon. And um, I mean, I think we got a family picture up there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, look at us! Here and our go. dog Dutch. That was <laughs> He's an the best dog. that was an expensive picture. So I hope you like it. <laughs> I don't know if you've gotten family pictures lately. <laughs> Uh, they're just 12 and 13, just recently, 12 and 13, so 6th and 7th grade, yeah. Yeah. And then we got one of those, uh, we got a college years picture, I think, too. Oh, yeah. Why so Pierce, serious? Piercing Why? eyes. <laughs> yeah. That's not serious. That's a smirk. Look at the lady I got with me. <laughs> like, hmm, winner. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, and I, I grew up in, uh, I've kind of been all over the state, but mostly Auburn Hills, Troy area up in uh, Oakland County. Um, and then ended up in Grand Rapids for school. We both went to Cornerstone. Yeah, we met Orientation Weekend. So those of you who are sending kids off to college anytime soon, like the lightning bolt can hit. Uh, it hit it hit me sooner than it hit her. I had to spend <laughs> some time convincing her that the lightning bolt had hit. Uh, but um, yeah, so. And you guys have been together 15 years? Or uh, married 15? Yeah, married 17 now and together... 20, 21-ish, somewhere in there. From Dayton, Longer than we've been apart. Longer than we've been apart, yeah. It's crazy to yep. think. Uh, and so, really, we kind of want to talk about this idea how Fieldstone ended up getting planted. And so, I was hired in in 2019, and one of the first things that Justin kind of shared with me was a diary, Literally, let's just, not call it a diary. I call it a diary. All right, it's literally. There were no, there were no hearts or anything. There's on there. a lot of emotions in there, and so I call it. A, is that right, Kathy? 
No, this guy has very few emotions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I felt like it was very uh, emotional. So Justin was like, hey, you need to read this journal. Thank you. Journal of kind of, he, he kind of kept track of all the different experiences that took place. Be, like uh, during the launch, after the launch, uh, just kind of highlighting. And then he did put some emotional stuff in that, like those little diary passages and, and stuff like that. God is very powerful. Uh, but the first thing I do want to ask is this. Uh, how did you come up to planting a church? Um, so for me, um, I grew up in a ministry family and then went into youth ministry right out of school. Um, but for a lot of years, already kind of had that sense that at some point God would call me to lead a church, kind of in that in that senior pastor position. Um, but never thought about planting. It always seemed like something that missionaries do or crazy people do. And um, so we were actually kind of mid-2016, I was doing like resume work. We kind of felt like Maybe it was time to transition and start looking for a place to lead. And a lot of that just kind of came from uh, not even necessarily giftings and personality stuff, just like I had seen enough what I'd call unhealthy leadership over the years. And I thought, man, if I can just show up and have some integrity and, and like follow Jesus and lead well, you know, maybe we can make this work. But um, yeah, just God started, I was doing resume stuff and starting to connect with churches that needed pastors and God brought some people into our path that planted the seed of, of planting a church, and then we just kind of took one step in that direction, and that was okay, and so we took another step in that direction, and that felt okay, and we just kind of kept seeking and praying and taking steps, and before you knew it, we were in love with the idea um, and, and realized that's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a lot more extended version than that. Sure. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, and if you have time, ask them about it, maybe at the picnic today. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, even just how we ended up in Milan was pretty wild. Yeah. Because we had, we weren't sure. Like, we, we had zero idea of how to plant a church. So we were just asking a lot of questions and went to a couple training things. And somebody said, well, plant where you would want to live. So that was one thing. So for us, um, we didn't feel a strong call to, you know, leave the area, leave the state. So we started, you know, we're outdoorsy. We're hunting Cabela's type people. So we're looking like, Dexter Chelsea area, kind of out 94, or Milan Dundee, 23 quarter. We thought for a short time about Cadillac area because that's where our, we, we do a lot of our hunting. And um, so then I was sitting at the Owl um, uh, later in, in, we got some Owl fans, we got some coffee drinkers around here. Fantastic. Um, and I'm sitting, uh, I don't know if it's even still set up this way, but I was sitting at the window looking out at the sidewalk at the street just kind of doing some work, and we were still, I was still at my last church, so I was doing some work for that stuff and prepping on the side, and two young moms walked in and sat on the couches behind me with, a, with um, there was a couple little kids with them, um, and they start having this conversation about looking for a church. They're from the area, and just kind of describing something that many of you have been through that process of trying to figure out where are we going to go, we tried this one, we tried that one, we like this, but not necessarily that, and we like that, but not necessarily that part of it. Um, and one of them started describing the type of church that she would love to go to in Milan. And she was describing what we were wanting to do. Um, and I just, I, she said, I just wish that church was here right in Milan. And I'm sitting there at my computer like, is this really happening right now? Like, what? And I was trying to listen without totally eavesdropping. It was just kind of one of those moments of like, okay, I think we're going to do it in Milan. Um, and 
So it was just kind of one of those crazy moments. And now I wonder, like, do I know those people now? Like, do I know those moms? So if you had a young two, three, four-year-old in mid-2016 and you frequent the owl and complain to your friends about churches, um, <laughs> hey, I was listening. So that, uh, so a lot, a lot went into that. Well, that's kind of a cool story. Yeah, now that's the pastor's version. We all really want to hear the pastor's wife version because that was very clean Eloquent. So uh, what were you thinking and feeling as you were coming into this idea of the summer of 2016? Well, a little background. If you've ever been to West Michigan, people move there. They don't move from there. So I, you know, I grew up there. We went to college there. We lived there for a while. And I was like, I never want to move to the east side of the state. We visited Justin's parents over here. And it just seemed scary and overwhelming. And yet, here we are over here. And then, you know, we're at, we, we had talked different times about, he, you know, he brought up the idea of planting a church at different times in our marriage. And I was like, no, that sounds terrible. <laughs> and yet here we and are. I, and I agreed right away, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think the biggest thing about both of those instances were, you know, it was comfortable and it was safe. And the idea of moving to a, a, new, a new place, a bigger city, was a little bit more, a little bit scary. And planting a church is really scary. So, um, yeah, I was not, I was, when he started bringing the idea up to me, I wasn't super sure about it, but, um, I started praying about it and really just felt like God gave me peace about the whole idea. Um, and a peace that I felt like really stayed with me throughout the whole process. And then, um, you know, as we started doing more research, going to some of the trainings and, you know, you start like, it becomes way more fathomable and you can really comprehend how it would all happen. Um, it didn't seem so scary, and uh, so I just, you know, it was it was something that I just felt like God was really leading to, leading us to do. And I mean, we certainly had moments of uncertainty, and but I always felt like I was confident God was going to show up, and almost excited to see how God would show up, as you'll hear uh, soon. Um, but I really felt confident that not only did uh, God gift Justin with the ability to lead and build a church, but I felt like he he really built Justin to build this church and lead this church. And so I felt really confident once we kind of got into the process that this was the right thing for us and our family to do. Yeah. So going back to your diary. Uh, he probably regrets sharing this with me. Absolutely. I regret hiring you. <laughs> <laughs> Who else would interview you? No one. All right. Uh that, that really hurt. Could you just do a pu public apology? No, I'm kidding. Um, so what I, what I literally did was I, we, I went through his journal, and I took what he wrote. And, and so we're going to read some of these things uh, from his journal, and, and I just ask both of you to kind of expand on it a little bit. Um, the first one that we want to look at is March of 2017. It was finding the Moose Lodge, uh, ultimately renting and then buying. But from the journal, this is what Justin put. Justin, and he's very bullet point type of person, so it's going to read like that. Justin, Lynette Wanzi, and Realtor, Old Moose Lodge building in Milan. On our first visit, it felt so good immediately. Good size, layout, potential. As we exited the building, Lynette said, doesn't that look like Fieldstone? Entire lower border of the building and front entrance pillars were covered in fieldstone. Goosebump moment. 
It felt like God had used the Moose Lodge people to build our church 13 years earlier. I stayed to circle the building in prayer seven times. Awesome moment with God. God saying, don't worry about the details. I've already given you the building. Go through the process, but no need to worry. Could you just kind of expand on that? I think so. Um, I don't know what this is going to be like at 20 years, because five years is... is uh it's been interesting, um, just the emotions and things, which I do experience from time to time. Um, but yeah, so, so that particular moment, um, I think, was powerful because it was so early in the process because we had pulled out of our previous church in January. And so March was very early. Like, we didn't even have a full launch team at that point, just a, a couple of families that were interested. And um, it felt, it still felt very crazy at that point. And so just kind of looking for anything tangible that would just be, that would just say, yes, this is, this is affirmation. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And you, it's kind of one of those seasons where you're second guessing everything. You're second guessing decision making and sanity and all those different things. And so to have that kind of a moment where there was just clarity of thought and then to exit the building and realize that we had already picked the name Fieldstone and the entire building. Uh, now, in that side of the building used to have it. They, we had to redo the, the siding because it was leaking. But in that moment to realize that the entire lower border of the building was in Fieldstone and the pillars, it was like, okay, I think this is, this is legit. So just to kind of have that type of tangible moment was huge, um, especially in that part of the, part of the process. Continue with the end. Kathy, feel free to speak in to this. Oh, the only thing that I was excited about uh, when it came to the building is we were already worn out of um, setting up and tearing down. So the oh, thought yeah. of actually having a building was just so refreshing and exciting. Now, if you walked into the building, there was a ton of work that had to be done. So, um, like, I can't say enough about, like, the, the team that we had that helped get this place to where it's at now. And Brian, I mean, Brian and I spent a few Saturdays here with our kids like putting lights up and it was you know, that's what we did <laughs> all right so, second little thing um, that I wanted highlighted was Brian and Miriam uh, they had a good chunk in this journal uh, you don't really have this data do you remember the date I don't it was springtime though it was it was early it had to be March April because they were around for for all the interest meetings and everything all right this is from the journal more provision and clear answer to prayer, worship leader slash talent. A former student of ours was going to launch with us, family friend, super talented, young guy. He took a job with another church, and I told him at dinner that God would provide and fill our gaps, just like he always has. I jokingly looked up to the sky and said, and maybe he'll even do it on the same day. I got home, and later that night got a text from Brian and Miriam Champagne. They wanted to launch with us. And then you wrote, holy cow. <laughs> yeah, well, and a lot of that was just we had served together at the previous church, just knowing how talented they were in their heart for worship and knowing I have zero musical talent. And, and two things, like when we decided to plant, the first two things I prayed for, I prayed for a building so we wouldn't have to set up and tear down, and I prayed for worship leaders. Um, and it was just, again, one of those moments where um, it almost feels like sometimes you have to have um, faith with your, with your words before it actually kind of takes root in your heart. So it's almost like a fake it, to, before, fake it till you make it kind of a thing. Um, and it's just one of those things where I, I was trying to encourage this young guy because he felt bad, you know, not launching with us. Just, hey, God's going to take care of us. 
and it'd be fantastic if it was today, Lord, so I don't have to lose sleep worrying about music, right? And so to have that message waiting uh, when I got home from that dinner was just, um, it was exciting because we, we like Brian and Miriam and we're, we're excited to have them with us, but just a, a, a sign that, okay, if we got needs, God's going to fill them. He's going to take care of us one way or the other, so. Yeah. Uh, another one. Uh, this was a big one, and probably a lot of people don't know this happened uh, and the stress and anxiety that it caused on you. Because um, I remember as you were telling me about this one, this is the one where I think it broke you a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, so this is from your journal. This is July 27th, 2017. It's all capital. It says, desperately needed, or desperately need a sponsored church. Hillside fell through. Kevin's well, can I provide some context for that? You sure? Yeah. So uh, the organization that trained us is called ARC, ARC Church Planters. So as they train you, once you reach a certain threshold of fundraising and team building, they give you uh, $50,000 to help towards your plant. But you have to have another church that will sign off on that for you and say, we know these guys, they're going to be, they're going to do it's well. Like a, it's like a non-interest loan. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, they call it a grant, but it's a loan. And, and they say, well, and this other church has to say, you know what, if Fieldstone falls apart one year in, we'll pick up and make sure that money gets reinvested somehow. So we had to find a church and a pastor who would say, yeah, we're, we'll do that. So that's kind of where some of this is coming from. So July 27th, you're what, three months? Is that July? Two months out, yeah. Yeah, two months out. Desperately need a sponsored church. Hillside fell through. Kevin's church fell through. Not many good options left. Need the ARC money now. Um, August 7th, 2017, God provides again. Harbor Churches in Grand Rapids steps up as our ARC sponsor. It comes through just in time to receive our ARC money to pay Portable Church uh, when they deliver our equipment. I'm so grateful. I'm overwhelmed with every possible emotion. It was like two of them. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Sorry, it's a serious. It's a serious. God is so faithful. Even when, especially when I am weak and faithless and worrisome. Um, oh, yep. And then you wrote kind of like a little prayer. Um, it says, I'm finding myself in a different place in faith since the sponsored church stuff from a couple weeks ago. We had financially or financial and other practical hurdles to get over before launch, but I'm forcing myself to remember God's provision, recognize God's power, rest in God's promise, and respond to God's plan. He has already done so much. Shame on me if I doubt him now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember hearing some of that stuff down the road, and... Uh, I remember as we went through it, it was it was heavy. We had a lot of conversations about how are we going to make this happen? Who can we ask? Um, I don't think it really, I don't really think I recognized how heavy it was weighing on Justin in the time. In my mind, I was like, hey, God's going to show up just like he's been showing up. You know, I felt confident about what we were doing. I felt confident that God was in this and that, you know, we were going to, the right church was going to step up. Um, I mean, it did kind of take to the last minute, but uh, in, in my mind, in some ways, I was annoyed that the churches that we got a no from said no, because I'm like, don't you guys recognize, like, I feel like we're legit, and I know God is legit, and I know God is in on this, and so why wouldn't you want to be a part of this? Not to mention, I felt pretty confident about the fact that we weren't going to fold in a year, and 
all they had to do was sign their name at the, at the dotted line so we could get our money. So I was kind of annoyed at the whole situation, but also, um, again, it was that whole peace thing where I just really felt like I knew God was going to show up. Um, and I do remember, <clears throat> I do remember being, uh, I was driving with, with the kids uh, on, on our way to Grand Rapids, probably to go visit my family. And I remember Justin calling me and telling me uh, that he got, he got a yes. And um, I was so excited. I was kind of bummed that we weren't together to celebrate in that moment. But um, I still remember where I was. And like every time I drive by that, excuse me, by that exit, it's a good reminder. Oh, excuse me of God's faithfulness and how he showed up even at the last minute. Justin, I, I, you were supposed to go first so I could get ready. <laughs> I'm just picturing where I was standing. I, my personality, I hate to let people down. And I just remember realizing it was too big for me. I wasn't, wasn't smart enough, talented enough. Couldn't get up here and preach some sexy sermon and raise a bunch of money. God had to show up. Um, um, I'm faking this so you think I get emotional. <laughs> you always have to have the joke. Um, in there. Yeah, and I deal with emotion with humor, so I'm deflecting. Um, oh, thank you. Shotgun that sucker. Um, um, yeah, so I, like, that whole week, so we, our equipment was being delivered, um, and we had to make a final payment of, like, thirty or $40,000, and we had three. I didn't, and some of it's, you know, it's selfish stuff, human stuff, where I, I didn't want to stand in front. Our team... Had, had already done so much and sacrificed so much. There was carpet glue all over this floor. Some of you have had to remove carpet glue with the grinder and you get the diamond uh, things on the bottom to strip it. And we had to do that on like 4,000 square feet. And it took forever. I remember renting the thing. I was so excited. I pulled it, got it in here. I was like, turn the thing on, let it grind for a good four or five minutes and then moved it and nothing was missing from the floor. And I was like... <laughs> Oh, no. I was, I was going to do a big chunk before the launch team got here and be like, all right, see how much I did? It didn't work at all. It was horrible. Um, but I, I didn't want to stand in front of those people who had said yes and said, we believe in you and we're with you and tell them that I had screwed up. You know, I, didn't, I hadn't come up with a church and we didn't have the money and, and let's just all go back to our old churches and pretend like this never happened. You know, I just... So it was just one of those moments, and then when that church called and said, we, we're, we're in, it was just another one of those moments where someone was saying, yeah, we believe in you. We've heard what you have to say, and we heard your vision and what you're doing, and, and we've loved getting to know you, and, and we're in. And um, so just, yeah, just another one of those moments where we had asked God to do something bigger than what we were capable of, but then in the moment, you're like, oh, that was maybe a bad idea, you know? Um, but then he showed up, and, and uh, so yeah, it's a pretty cool memory. And the last one that I kind of want to highlight, um, there was a lot of good stuff in that journal, by the way, um, but the last one is launch day. That was September 17th, 2017, and you wrote this. My heart is full. I spent much of my day fighting back tears as we reached 
the accumulation of so much work and stress. And of course, prayer and seeking. We serve a big God, and he has been so generous to involve us in his plans. I was and continue to be overwhelmed by what God has done in my life, in our family, and this new thing called Fieldstone Church. What do you guys say about launch day? Um, I mean, we made it. Uh, and it was, it was kind of nice because once we got there, it was just church. I was basically born in a church, so once we got to church, I felt great, right? Like, I know how this part works. Um, but yeah, it was just, and, and we, we started with that Hands to the Heavens song uh, that we started with, and I think we were, the, the song that we're going to close with, we sang that day, um, You Make Me Brave. <laughs> Shoot. Just today, write it down. The second service isn't going to get this. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. They never do. Um, um, yeah, it was just. Um, here, I mean, I don't know. Here we are. It was, a, it was a culmination of so many things. You know, it was, it was game day. It was performance day. It was, you know, it was closing day. You know, all, all those things kind of put into one and. Um, it was just cool to be a part of it. Just genuinely felt like um, God was doing something and we got to help, you know? So it was, it was cool. Kathy? Yeah, I mean, I, I just remember being here and, like, people actually showed up, you know? Like, yes. you can plan something and you can have every detail set to a T, but you can't get butts in the seats, like there's, you just, I just wasn't sure people were going to come. And then, you know, people came and it wasn't just familiar faces and family who were here to support us. It was, there was people we didn't know. And I was so excited about that. And I just, I mean, we spent so much time, not just getting the building ready, but every procedure, every system, every, like the kids area, all that stuff. I mean, we spent so much of our time getting everything ready. Um, and I was so excited that people were here that we didn't even know. And I was just praying that, that those people would have a great experience, their kids would have an awesome time, and that they would want to come back and that, you know, God would just be moving in this community through what we started here at Fieldstone. Yeah, we had one Sunday, I think four or five weeks in, where um, we were doing one service at that point. And when I walked up to my seat to start the service, there's probably 15 people in the building. And I think 12 of them were volunteers. <laughs> and I, I remember standing up here thinking to myself, well, everybody tried it. You know, some people came just to check it out because it's Milan. And when you open something new, people show up, right? And so I thought, well, everybody gave it, a, gave it a try. And now we just, you know, now we ride this out. Um, it's that, just that insecurity kind of popping up. But then when I got up to preach, the place was full. And I found out that two trains came through back to back. And so everyone got stuck at the train. And that's why no one was here on time. And it was almost just like that silly little moment of like, okay, stop worrying about this. Don't be stupid, you know. Uh, to kind of close out, um, I asked each of you to come up with a verse or a passage that was meaningful during this season. Uh, or maybe just a truth that was something that carried you through uh, this season of your lives. Um, do you guys want to share that and just kind of explain a little bit on that? 
Oh, yeah, I chose Philippians 4, 6, and 7. As I went back through um, my Bible app, I had highlighted a few different things during that launch phase, and this one was one that really stuck out for me. And it's like I said before, I just felt like God really gave us a peace, um, gave me a peace throughout the whole process, process that he was, he was working and that, things, that this is what he really wanted us to do, and so we didn't have to worry. Um, obviously, it was hard, and there was some stressful times for us, but um, I can't say enough about our launch team and the people who just came alongside of us financially um, and just made this whole thing possible. Um, let's see what else. Uh, and I mean, it was it was hard. It was stressful. I mean, even even personally with our own finances, it was tight. But um, I think as I look back, it was a time where I feel like God showed up more than any other time that I've seen in my life. And um, and it's always one of those really fond memories and a good reminder for me of like, you know, following him and giving up, giving up all those worries to him. Mine was uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. And I, I, pref- I like the version that says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Um, and that's just kind of something that we've tried to do all along the way, just resting in that verse that if we do what we believe he wants us to do, and if we give him the credit, he's going he's gonna to straighten out the path for us. And he has. He absolutely has. And so I think that would be my one encouragement to you guys is, as you come across some of those different seasons, like, man, submit to what he has for you. Acknowledge him throughout the whole process, and he, he will direct you. He will make that path straight. Um, and, and it'll be absolutely worth it. It'll be worth it for sure. Yeah. It's just amazing to kind of see, you know, what God has done through two individuals' lives. And the calling that he has placed on you has blessed so many people. It has changed so many family trees, as going back to our mission, It has changed lives. It has brought Jesus' name to the forefront of so many people. And it is just such a blessing to kind of sit up here with Kathy and Justin. Uh, But more importantly, as we hear this story, we can point back to how Jesus moves, how Jesus works, and how amazing he is, and that we should give him all the glory always. And so we're going to sing one more song. Uh, and you said this is a song that you guys sang. Uh, yeah, and this particular song, um, uh, there was a moment, um, man, like late spring, early summer of 2016, the year before we launched, where I was on a, a retreat with some friends and just was trying to decompress a little bit as um, as I was getting off of, you know, Sunday stuff and trying to decompress for a couple days, and this song kind of came through on the playlist, and I was like... What do you? What am I? Why is this moving me more than it usually does? Like, what? What do you want me to be brave for? And that's when he kind of dropped the idea of of the planting, and and uh, I was like, okay. And that kind of became a little, in some ways, became my anthem for that season. Just knowing that I I don't have the courage in myself, but with the Holy Spirit, um, he makes me feel a little bit more courageous than otherwise I would have been. Awesome. Um, Would you guys stand with me as we kind of close out the service? We're going to sing this last song. And I just encourage us to to 
sing out these words just as they were sung out five years ago uh, on launch day and, and just be reminded of the God we worship, the God that we, we see on the throne that we, we put as king. And so would you pray with me? Lord, we just are so thankful for what you've done here at Fieldstone, what you're going to continue to do in each and every one of our lives, Lord. I just pray today as we celebrate five years that we can look, past, uh, look in the past and, and recognize all the good things that you've done, but we can also trust you with the future. And so, Lord, let this worship be a good offering to you. Let this worship be praiseworthy, Lord, and just continue to move here at Fieldstone. In Jesus' name, amen.